Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to give you a preview of the last preseason game, which we're happy it's the last preseason game. We're probably not going to be thrilled with the quality of football we see on uh, Saturday night, but uh, here to talk about with me is Dan Reese. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's been uh, an exciting preseason so far. Um, I'm ready for the regular season to start, so you know, let's let's get out of this last one with without any injuries and uh, and you know get ready for the season. Yeah, this is officially the time when worry begins. You got a contending team for sure, uh, at least I think it's for sure, and and a 
uh, a roster with some significant issues, and you can worry about a lot of individual things, even though the Ravens, at least in terms of their starting talent, have fairly high quality just about all 22 positions, or maybe even all 25, if you want to include the specialists. Uh, there are still questions, questions about depth, questions along the offensive line about who's going to start at certain positions. Uh, and, and I don't think we're going to get those answers necessarily from this last preseason game. Yeah, probably not. Probably not any answers around starters or or even uh, you know maybe even maybe not even second tier guys. But uh, you know, I think we'll get some answers around the real depth of the team and uh, maybe some practice squad guys and uh, you know maybe get some of the younger guys some some good practice uh, while they're at it. So uh, I still think there's some value for sure, and um, you know we'll be holding our breath during the game, making sure we get out of it without any injuries but um but i do think there's some value for a lot of players uh for the third game still yeah absolutely i mean live fire you you can't uh say enough about it they won't you know some players that'll play tomorrow won't get any live fire until next year in camp or even if they make the team you know this will be their last live fire for 10 weeks if if they happen to get an opportunity then you know Daniel Falele or somebody you know probably will not play other than a few gadget plays until uh, he sees some action uh, if somebody gets hurt so uh, there definitely is some 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 value from that uh, and I, I agree with you I think it's a lot of this is about who makes the practice squad you you also being a cap guy know how much of a risk it is playing the second half of these games with a bunch of the Guys who will not make the roster, and every single injury that you have is a significant cap hit. Yep, exactly. You know, uh, the guys that weren't going to make the team but end up on IR, you still have to pay for so uh, for cap reasons. So, you know, that's you want those guys to be in because you don't want to risk the starters. But at the same point, injuries to anyone uh, are, are detrimental to. Uh, to the team, whether those players were going to make it uh, on the roster or not. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I think it's the the first question is, uh, yeah, they're playing the Washington Commanders. Who really cares about that? But uh, <laughs> who will even play in this game? I mean, it's a game where you'd like to put a lot of your players, starters on either side of the ball, some of your depth on either side of the ball uh, in bubble wrap and not see them play. You can't quite play a football game with as few players that would be remaining under those circumstances, particularly since the Ravens have some additional walking wounded who they would probably like to see play. Uh, maybe Peppy Williams, maybe Ben Cleveland, who I don't think is going to see uh, action this week, despite uh, each of them playing very well uh, the first two weeks. Yeah, it'll be uh, an interesting mix, I think. You know, there will be a lot of back-end guys, but I think some young guys will get some, some play. But uh, I think it'll be... Uh, relatively similar to the last couple games because they've been doing it pretty conservative for each of the uh, the last mm-hmm. two games as well. But I think just a, a little bit more extreme is what I would guess. So, right. One more, I guess, overarching thing is players, and this matches what you just said about the conservatism, is if they didn't play the first two games, do you see anybody who might play in game three who didn't play in either of the first two weeks? Maybe maybe there's a guy who's coming back from an injury, but it, it wouldn't be, you know, Moses or Zeitler or Jackson or Andrews or any of those players, no, right? The, the only ones I can think of is maybe uh, J, J.A.D., um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the rookie cornerback. I don't know what his health is like right now. Uh, I'm not sure whether he's been practicing this week or not. 
but uh, he's one that I could see uh, may get in. Um, and then, you know, Demarcus Robinson was the mm-hmm. Harbaugh said he would get in. So normally I wouldn't have expected him to, but, you know, a, a new guy, um, I guess they just want to get him out there and get some reps. So um, a little bit surprised by that, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, with his contract, it's not like he's really fighting for a spot on the team. The contract certainly seems like they 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 want him on the 53 so uh, i'm a little surprised that he's going to go out there maybe he'll just get a couple reps so um, relatively limited risk for a receiver who yep. runs six to eight routes and hopefully right that would not, exactly you know. yeah all right well let's let's go through position by position uh group and talk about maybe who who won't play, who will play, and then what you're hoping to see from players who might be out there. You know, what do you think they're fighting for? Why don't we start with the offensive line and maybe go through, let's start with who will play in this game. Yeah, let's see. So, you know, my, my guess is uh, Falele will play quite a bit, uh, depending on health. Um, and James maybe a little bit, but, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I think, um, Phillips will probably play and powers and, um, Cologne. And then you got the, the back end guys, Sharp and Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Linderbaum. I doubt he'll play. No, he's out. He said he's out for the rest of the preseason probably. So he's out. Um, McCary will probably play some, I guess. So I, One I really, series maybe. Yeah, yeah, I really think it'll be pretty similar to what we've seen, to be honest with you. I, I don't think they have that much depth that they're uh, are healthy, <laughs> healthy top-end guys that they're going to be keeping out. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think Moses, I don't think Zeitler um, – those are the big guys I don't think that'll play. So Sure. Uh, ben Cleveland, I don't believe, is going to play. He missed practice. Uh, it might have been for the second straight day today. I guess it was because this is Wednesday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, he missed practice. He got rolled up on on his last play in the game, and it looked really bad. Um, he grimaced, rolled around on the floor. Jared Jones-Smith blocked his guy into his legs, and he grimaced on the ground. He'd already been limping in the game some. He did manage to make it off the field on his own, under his own power, which was good. But that's a real blow to the Ravens. He he'd been the Ravens' most effective lineman this preseason, and uh, really sad to see this. I hope he can be ready for the opener. I hope it's not anything serious at all. But you always got to worry when a lineman goes down and and it's a roll up situation. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate for him because you know I still think he was kind of uh, pretty active in that left guard competition, oh, yeah. and you know he's he's been showing well. So. Um, you know, I think it it hurts his uh, stock quite a bit to not be able to get out there and continue to show. Um, you know, maybe he showed enough. I'm not sure, but uh, mm-hmm. but you know, it would really be nice to continue to show uh, some some strong play. If he if he had been healthy and it all all only issue had been that limp we had seen a little bit earlier in the game, I'd say he might be the guy starting at left guard in the opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's certainly done enough. Uh, obviously, you know, we don't know how much of a waiting, the conditioning will be, will be on him. But by the way, I don't know if you look at the roster regularly and the Ravens roster is updated properly on the printed roster more often than it is on the sortable roster that's on the website, but they have a printable roster. If you go to that, um, 
this is I did not realize this, but Ben Cleveland is now listed at six six three seventy, which makes him almost as big as Fa'alele. <laughs> and uh, he played big in this last game. Three pancake blocks. He was a stone wall uh, as a pass defender. Now you got to consider context, and obviously he's not playing against the greatest pass rushers. But Juwan James looked terrible as a as a pass blocker, and he had a lot of problems with a very average guy, Gardeck who did have seven sacks two years ago, but that's all his career sacks in a five-year career. Uh, it's, it just, I, I am, it's, I'm, beside myself is not the right thing because he was not necessarily going to start the season, but I'm, I'm disappointed that Cleveland is probably now out of the running for starting that first game based on how well he performed in the two he, he played. Yeah, I wonder, you know, I don't know what the injury is. I wonder if returning tomorrow would be enough, you know, or Thursday, uh, depending on the timing of this. But um, I wonder if there's any chance. But, yeah, I, I really think it hurts his his fight so much to not, to not be able to be in there. Um, you know, I wouldn't even, even be too worried about a return Thursday to play this week. He doesn't need to play this week. Got nothing more to prove. Yeah. But, if he, if, but if he were able to return to practice on Thursday, I think he could ramp back up to being healthy for week one. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Khalil McKenzie, a guy on the fringe of the roster, uh, played pretty well as a pass blocker in this preseason. Had a couple, a couple slip-ups against the run, including one that led to a five-yard loss, I believe, uh, in this game. But uh, has, has looked a lot better than expected as an offensive lineman. And I, I'd been making the point all offseason that his designation makes him extremely valuable to the Ravens because of his ability to be, say, a fifth defensive lineman, if you want to only want to activate four, and also the eighth offensive lineman. Yep, yep. And it's, uh, it's definitely a, a little nice little cheat mode that they can go into with, <laughs> with uh, you know, the, the active roster there with him. Um I'm not sure that he's done enough on on offense or defense to to show you know for the roster though, um, but but maybe practice squad and they could do a call up and still play one of those games. So mm-hmm. uh, with the rosters uh, manipulation there, so um, you know I think that could play into it with the practice squad designation. And I guess my guess is he will get uh, a significant amount of playing time or a, a decent chunk of playing time, especially if if Cleveland can't go. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly should in this game. Uh, Cologne is still hanging around. I always want to call him Bartolo. Uh, <laughs> but Tristan Cologne is is uh, still hanging around. And he actually had a pretty good game this last week, uh, at least as I looked at it. Um, it. Didn't have him down for for any pass blocking errors, which is always a big deal. Had some good run blocks. Uh, you know, I still, Linderbaum's status, if he's active and ready to go, I don't really think there's room for him in a top 10. Uh, perhaps he may be playing for to be showcased on a trade. There's a lot of teams out there, Tampa Bay in particular, who need offensive linemen, and he might be a good uh, addition for them. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think, you know, I think he'll get a lot of play because of depth. Um, I'm still a little bit surprised with uh, all that's going on with Ben Powers and you know him playing right guard and center and him with a higher cap and it's just i'm not clear what they're doing with him i just it's it seems very odd to me um you know calling him the starting left guard playing him at center playing him at right guard um whether he was is or ever was on the trading block um or you know if they would consider moving on from him because of the higher cap 
Um, I'm just not sure what his deal is or exactly the deal is with him. Um, and if they are comfortable with him with at center, uh, which I'm not sure you would be based off of his play, mm -hmm. but if they are, then that's another strike against Cologne, I think too. So, right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And it's, it, it isn't clear because if he was the starting left guard, you'd figure him, at least he would play his first series at left guard, then move to center, then Phillips could come in and, you know, you'd start Phillips at right guard and move him to left guard. That makes right. it clear to everybody what yep. the pecking order is in terms of that. So it's not 100% sure. I think, you know, he's won some of it by default. Phillips had a big game uh, this last week in terms of his pure blocking, but he had his fourth, third, second, third, and fourth penalties of this preseason, which is unacceptable. Yeah, he's uh, he's left a little bit to, to be desired. He has, for sure hasn't won a spot, a starting mm -hmm. spot. You know, I think he's kind of, I think it was his to, to take just like Cleveland um you know I think the last two years he started right at left guard uh week one mm -hmm. um you know so he always had the ability to go and uh, go and grab that role but uh, I, I haven't seen much from him that that would suggest that he did um th so far this preseason um so yeah unfortunately the the starting left guard may be by default <laughs> right. this year instead of someone winning it like like we hoped going into preseason. Yeah, I it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they did some rotational play at left guard. They've done that at right tackle and at left guard at times in the past. And um if ever there was a time for it to say, hey, the competition's gonna stretch into the season. We just haven't made our call yet. Yep. This this would be a good time for it. Yep, I could see that. Falili, uh, uh you know, obviously this has been a good developmental preseason for him. He missed practice today, so there's a real question as to whether he'll play against Washington. Uh, he did go down during the game, did not end up missing a snap, went back around it. Kudos for that. He improved by leaps and bounds from that first game. He was doing a lot of backing up without initiating contact just to maintain his mirror, phantom mirroring, as I call it. Um, he did much better in terms of initiating some contact, trying to get his hands on the on the opponent. He's still not very good at that. He's he's a, a, a two a two flipper at the same time pinball player, as I say. It always try to you know strike with both hands instead of using independent hand usage to really manipulate your opponent mm -hmm. uh, the, the way he wants. Uh, but but I, you know there's a, there's so much there in terms of raw size and decent feet that it's nice to see uh, what he can do. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I hope that the injury isn't anything that holds him out because every one of these live reps is mm -hmm. pure gold for him because this is where he's going to develop. You know, this is where he's going to get good film uh, to learn from. You know, it, it's uh, it, it's priceless for him to be out there right now. So uh, I I really hope he can get out there, but um, but you never know. So with the injuries, for sure. So you see the Ravens keeping 10 offensive linemen uh, at this point or trying to squeak by with nine or, you know, I guess some of that depends on whether they have to put Stanley on IR to start the season or leave him on pop. It would be because yeah. that's where he is. He would just be, you know, they'd just be committing to not playing him for four weeks. Yeah. He would probably be left on pop. Like you said, um, you know, it's really hard. I, you know, when I've been doing it, I, I've been sticking with nine um, and, and, having cologne be off and having actually powers be off if stanley is around but mm -hmm. um you know but it, i think powers could stay on uh especially if um if stanley um if stanley stays on pup um i, I just don't see, if stanley's on pup i don't see 
Cologne making the 10. I just, uh, I don't know that he's done enough to warrant a roster spot um, for a 10th O-line. But, or mm-hmm. Khalil McKenzie, I guess, could be that person. But I, I still think he is a practice squad person, um, uh, not, a, not a full roster. I, the, the more I think about Khalil McKenzie in the practice squad, the more I think you're probably right. And, and the reason is that you can always change your mind as the season goes on, as long as the offensive line depth across, across the league is not dropped to a point where McKenzie's uh, above the replacement level, which that could happen. I mean, it, you know, it, it drops. It's a moving target. It drops, as we know, as the season goes on. And McKenzie becomes more attractive with each passing day. Each passing week, let's 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 say, let's not over dramatize, but he's he's a guy who, uh, you know, somebody may really put a value on the designation other than the Ravens. But you're right that he can play from the practice squad. He could be elevated with the Ravens carrying a bunch of walking wounded otherwise. And one thing they might do is they might carry Stanley into the regular season, not on the pup list, because they hope they can get him back in week two, three, or four, and not have to wait to week five. Yeah, I I have no idea where Stanley stands, and <laughs> it's it's a frustrating situation. So you know, it's um, I I don't even know what to predict with him for sure. I think the fact that he didn't go on pup uh, as as when they when they went to the eighty man roster like they did with Gus Edwards is a good sign. Uh, I think that means that they're hopeful, uh, still hopeful that he'll get back within uh, before week five. Because uh, mm-hmm. otherwise, there's no reason why they wouldn't have moved him already. Uh, so you know, they're still hopeful. I think so. Um, I guess I will be too. So, if they if they needed one spot, which it appears they were ready to cut the three wide receivers anyway, and the and the other guys they cut, Jerry Jones Smith. If they if they need one spot, then Edwards was the obvious guy because he wasn't going to play in the first four weeks. And and even informationally, Harbaugh might consider it an asset not to cut. Stanley and give the teams the first four weeks anything else to work on you know yeah it it could be um you know I I think um yeah I I guess that could be it I think um you know Diego Fago could have been nice to keep as well uh for another couple days or, or another week but um but um but yeah it could be just an informational thing as well but uh but we'll see so. All right, well, let's move on to tight end. I think none of the rest of the position groups are probably going to take as long as right. the offensive line did. It's the most complicated. But um, I don't think there's that much left to be decided. I mean, I think going into the, the season with Kohler on non-season-ending IR, which means they have to use one of their handshake agreements up to keep him there. Do you see a chance that he ends up on IR for the whole season? Um, I don't think so. Uh, unless they really can't agree on any of those handshake deals, which I can't foresee happening based off of their roster construction now, um, or they have such bad luck this last week that they need a whole bunch more handshake de- uh, deals, then maybe he doesn't. But um, it, but it doesn't really. I, I'm not sure that there's a strong reason otherwise to keep him um, on IR the whole season. Um, so. So I, I would think uh, he'll try to get on. Or they'll get him on the active roster and then do the four week IR move. So okay. So I, I, you know, you can't get good information on any of this, but just looking in terms of the the sports hernia mm-hmm. recovery times, 
it sure looks like he's going to miss at least half the season. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I, I, if we're if we're talking about when he comes back, I think you know, ten to twelve weeks might be kind of a normal thing for this. If if he, you know, whatever is being said, whatever is being said by Harbaugh, by the Ravens, whatever is the the minimum platform for further negotiations. If negotiations were such a thing, with how long injuries are going to take, uh, in terms of how long a player will be out, it's the most aggressively positive thing. Uh, to hear that somebody's going to be back. Oh, I think he can be back week four, week five kind of thing. Or, or you know, once they put him on IR, they say, well, we think he'll be back week five. It's really that simple. He's, we, I see him practicing on September 18th and, you know, or 20th or whatever the day is that the second week starts and he'll be back before week five. Yeah. Um, un- unlike the benefit maybe of keeping it uh, secret with Ronnie Stanley, I'm not sure there's much benefit in delaying the IR move for him. I don't think anyone's game planning for Charlie Kohler right now. So, uh, you know, so if he were, if the timetable were such that they were thinking of it was going to risk the whole season, I think they would have made the move already and, you know, had the ability to uh, have have more roster flexibility. So um, I don't think there's much of a difference between they, now. They have to pay for him. Regardless if he's on IR, season-ending IR or IR where he's he's on. Either way, they're they're, in, they're paying Kolar's salary. Correct. So the, if if you I don't I believe you do not have to designate who's returning when they go on IR. So when he goes on non-season-ending IR on August thirtieth or whatever the date is for rosters this year, uh, I think it might be the thirtieth, thirty-first. Um, then he can. Uh, 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 there's no difference in terms of how you treat that. He, it, you can let that be a season-ending IR, or you can bring it back at any point using one of your eight, as far as I understand it. The only difference is you use up a handshake deal right. to get it done. Yeah, you don't have to bring him back um, after four weeks. I think it's after four weeks, then you have a certain amount of time to bring him back. And if that doesn't work, then you know, then he moves to season-ending IR. I believe that's how it works, is you have a certain window to to bring him back um, after the, the four weeks is up. At least that's how it works for Pup. I'm not sure about IR. So. That's, that's, that is Pup. Um, for, for IR, they can have him start practicing oh, okay. at any point, practices for three weeks, then he has to come back at the end of that period or go on the season-ending IR. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I think, you know, he'll, he'll likely be an IR some level. Um, uh, Andrew's won't play obviously mm-hmm. uh, i think nick boyle i think he could see some snaps again uh, i think they're still wanting to get him some re- live fire reps uh ricard w- would be out i, I guess mm-hmm. i love the fullback tight end there um likely that's going to be a controversial one uh, you know everyone wants him out <laughs> and not right. to see anymore uh, i think that there's benefits as of a rookie seeing the field um yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see if he sees a couple series uh, and, and then gets pulled. But I hope he doesn't see as much playing time as he has been for sure. So, right. Though he I hasn't mean, seen know, that many snaps really. So, and they've all been receiving snaps. Yeah. So he's you know he's played five. But it is it is in these kind of a twisty get out of the tackle mm-hmm. situations where he'd be likely to get hurt. Right. And if the offense is all going through him, then you know I'd be kind of concerned about it. So, right. uh, I'm with you. I mean, I I don't want to see more than two series for yeah. sure. Um, but I, I think there is a chance he gets the night off based on what's happened okay. so far. They have guys, they have Oliver and Poljan, uh, who haven't, you know, gotten a lot of meaningful, they haven't got a lot of meaningful playing time period. Oliver got a fair amount, but Oliver hasn't got much in the way of targets. 
So if they want to see whether or not Oliver might make sense as a fourth tight end while Kolar is out, you know, it's not an unreasonable end of the roster. They could give that spot away somewhere else, but they could also give it to Oliver and maintain their ability to play 13 personnel as much as they want with a four to make three situation Mm -hmm. uh, available from the 53 at least. Yeah. Um, I think he'd have to do quite a bit in his third game to show to make it um, either one of them, uh, Oliver or or Poljan. I'm not sure that um, there's enough spots or players that, you know, we'll talk about on the fringe that I'm not sure that Mm -hmm. they've shown enough to me. I think, you know, if you want to do a a close to a 13 personnel, you can always throw Pat Ricard out there and put him Mm -hmm. in kind of a tight end role. So, um uh, you know, I, I would. I think they have three and a half tight ends anyway with with Ricard. So, good good point. So, with do you have a favorite? If you let's say you're only assigning one practice squad spot, do you do you have? Do you, would you prefer Oliver or Poljan be your guy uh, at, at tight end? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how many more years Poljan has left, but my guess is him just because of the number of years left he has. Right. Uh, Oliver, I think he's got to be at the end of his four years because um, this is the second year with the Ravens. So, Yeah, Oliver's fourth-year player, Poljana first, so you get the full. It's a big yeah. difference in terms of eligibility. Yeah, that that's the, the tiebreaker for me, I think. So, All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, and, and we both are expecting a little bit of play maybe out of Boyles. I, kind of, I kind of hope they sit, uh, sit Boyle. Uh, I, I don't like the injury risk. Now, unfortunately it's going to persist into the regular season right. that he's, you know, injury risk as, as we go. But, um, you, you know, from your perspective, maybe, uh, having Ricard, is the replacement for Boyle, but then there's no really replacement for Ricard unless you want to maybe bring up Mason, I guess, and you have a you can still use seven heavies on the field to get that n- nice 2019 look in terms of the run game. Yeah, you know we've really seen over the last couple of years the drop off without Boyle, so you know him being healthy is a and and up to his level uh, of what he used to be is, is really key. Uh, I'm not sure that that's even possible, um, but you know we want. We need him as close to, to full health as possible um, because you, you really just see the, the difference. Um, you know, if so, uh, I think there was a big drop off when you have Ricard trying to play Boyle's role or anything like that. Um, and I don't think they have anyone else that could that could try to do that on the roster. Uh, I think there, if there ever was a, a risk about that, I think they'll likely go out for a big blocking tight end like they did the last couple of years i forgot the guys the guys Eric name. yeah there you go thank you um you know someone like that is is my guess uh i wouldn't be surprised if they grabbed someone like him for the practice squad so mm-hmm. okay well that, that certainly makes a lot of sense let's move on to wide receivers where uh there's there's just about as little drama here as you can imagine uh, demarcus robinson i agree with you he probably plays a series or two i don't honestly see a tremendous value to that given he's going to be receiving from Huntley the offense is going to be built around what Huntley can do at quarterback which is a lot of schemed ball out quick because of pocket awareness issues Uh, I I don't really see a lot of value to him playing honestly but I think they probably want to get some live fire reps and get him used to some of the things that Roman asks him to do Uh, how long do you think we'll see from him yeah two series maybe I think depends how quick they are if it's a long series maybe one uh, I think it's 
I think half of it's going to be for fun to get him out there. I, I really don't think there's a much benefit football wise to, to have him out there. Um, and there's not benefit in the roster decision making. So um, I think it's just, hey, look at this new guy we got. Let's put him out there. So it's, it's nice to nice to get a guy in and, and for the entire offense, if this could happen, this could be true of some offensive linemen who play one series. You, you, you get one 11 play drive, particularly if it's a touchdown, but even if it ends in a field goal. They all succeed. They come off, yep. and and uh, and you got that feeling Wait, good. Ended early. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. No, that's that's right. Uh, Proche, Wallace, Duvernay, and Bateman. I wouldn't expect any of those four to play Wallace and Proche because the injury issues Duvernay and Bateman because they seem to be bubble wrapped already for these first two games. Don't see a reason why they're coming back. Yeah, the only one that is maybe is is Wallace. Um, if, if he's uh, not as firmly in in the roster as um, as some might think, so uh, you know he hasn't shown much of anything this preseason, even in practices. It's based off of what I've heard. So um, uh, he'd he'd be the only one. But and I think he returned to practice, but I'm not positive. So. Um, but he, he did. There might be a ramp up time yeah, to go with sure. that. You know, they're real careful. And the one thing I'd say about Wallace's roster spot is seems pretty safe to me yep. based on his special teams contribution. And the Ravens are really kind of sorely missing some special teams players in the roster there. They'll probably put together for week one. Yep. Yep. He definitely knows his job on special teams for sure. So there wouldn't be any question about that. Do you see this as a five wide receiver team uh, come week one against the Jets? Uh, you know, right now, um, when I did, did my roster, I had Bridges making the team, um, but he was pretty quiet in in the second preseason game. It's hard, though, with likely taking all of the uh, mm-hmm. pass plays. Um, you know, I, I, I could see one more, but... I, you know, I really, I really do think it's going to be five with two on the pre or the two added to the practice squad with call-ups as needed. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think it's going to be five plus two is my guess. All right. Well, that that makes sense to me too. We got then Webb, Polk, Victor, and Bridges are the only four remaining guys at wide receiver. Uh, they should get all the playing time in this next game after whatever Demarcus Robinson gets, because you know we're we're carving out the other four and saying they they're not likely to play. Though, you know maybe Wallace gets in there for a little bit, but uh, good opportunity for them. They should get some time with Anthony Brown, who probably gets a little longer in this third game. Would you Would you say? I would. I would guess he gets three quarters, half. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think you he, he should get most of it. I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, you know, just a, a place with less drama. Uh, who would be your bet to make the practice squad out of those four? Uh, if you had two, I guess. I, I think, I don't know. Um, I think Webb has actually been doing pretty well on special teams. So I think it might be Shamar, Bridges, and Raleigh Webb, but I'm, okay. I'm not sure. Uh, really, all four of them. Bridges, Victor, Polk, and Webb are all really neck and neck. I think. I think that's a really, that's one of the better competitions. I think uh, between those four. So. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and there haven't been very many times where that's happened in Ravens preseason history, where where there's been n- not one camp darling, no mm-hmm. Butler or Streeter or anybody like that who everybody loved it for no good reason. Uh, that, that doesn't end up making the team. But these these four guys, I I. Th- 
think I don't think any of them are have delusions of making the roster. Maybe maybe they still are hoping it's hope and they're being the competitors they are. But uh, you know, all of them have a have a reasonable chance to get playing time this year if they end up on the practice squad. For sure. Yep. All right, running backs also kind of a thin position. Uh, Davis has been first in these first couple of games. I uh, don't know what that's based on, but it might be that they've seen more from the mesh point with him in practice. And, you know, the, the Ravens have run almost nothing from the mesh point this preseason. A uh, couple fakes, almost no nothing of a typical R, Lamar RPO style. And that's what really drives this offense when you get down to it. So there's not a lot of film on the Ravens. The one time it appeared they try and make a mesh point read was on the failed third and two where Powers had the low snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huntley picked it up, immediately handed it off, but they didn't block the left defensive end. So it looked like the, the plan was for Huntley to read him and then make a handoff or not. And of course, Powers botched the snap and that didn't leave that option open anymore. Timing was off anyway. Yeah, I don't know what the deal, uh, as far as order, I think another thing could be seniority. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I think that's something Harbaugh would do as well is, um, is kind of put order based off of seniority if, if, if it's a toss up too. So, uh, that could be why Davis goes in first. So, all right. And Beatty, Beatty finished the game after McCrary was actually fourth in McCrary just by two plays, nine, I think it was nine yard run, seven yard pass completion. And then he got hurt. And, uh, that was really a shame because, you know, he, he's has some experience, certainly has the speed to threaten the outside did return to practice today. So that's a good news. So maybe he's, uh, going to get some playing time. I certainly hope so. Uh, this could be a big night for him in terms of determining his future. And his playing time, as I would see it, is the main competition he has is the, the cuts from all other teams. And the Ravens are really good at finding that cut running back off another team's uh, practice squad and going to him and trying to get him to sign to their practice squad instead. So that, you know, you have the uh, what we'll call the uh, Ben Mason situation from last year right. where they take somebody else's guy and they say, hey, look, we need stylistic fits for this. You'll get to play with Lamar Jackson. It'll all be up to you in terms of learning the mesh point. But, but you know, you have a real opportunity here. Yeah, I think, it, like you said, it's going to be a huge game for him. Uh, I think he's he's shown really well when in his limited snaps. I, I really have been kind of surprised with how few snaps they've been giving him. I think he was probably in line for a lot more in, in week two before uh, he, he got taken out with the injury. Right. Um, so I really hope he can show. I, I really like what he shows. He flashes a, a lot to me. Um, uh, but, but like you said, I think there's going to be um, – a flood of other options on the market soon. There, we've already seen a couple of um, uh, veteran ones. Uh, the guy, f- I think, from the Raiders, uh, veteran um, running back. Not, I cut not Jacobs. No, no, cut, no, yeah. no. Um, I forgot the guy's name. So, um, okay. but anyway, uh, we'll see a bunch come out, and um, uh, and and I think they'll be competing for the the practice squad with elevation type role um mm-hmm. running back that that McCrary would be fighting for so yeah and that's a good one you, you don't lose McCrary uh more than likely if he's on your practice squad you elevate him you put him back down you, mm-hmm. you get another game out of him and then you have to make a decision about yep. whether or not you need him that seems to be a a good way injuries have a way of solving all those kind of roster situations if you have fringe guys like that do you think Justice Hill will play uh a bunch 
Yes, I do think he will. I think they need to get him back on special teams. I actually think, you know, and he's one of the guys who's re- reversed my thought during the preseason with his play is is he's looked really good. And, and you know, I noticed one thing at PFF scoring that I really didn't agree with uh, this week was that Hill made what I think was a really fine pass block on the on the defensive end coming off the left side, uh, pancaked him with a cut block. So he went low, flipped the guy over, he went to the ground. Huntley threw the ball. It was the it was the uh, crappy little short pass to Boyle that went for minus four. I think was the play. Okay, not one hundred percent sure, but I think that's the one. And then the the defensive end from the ground yanked on Huntley's um, leg, which I think should have been a foul, and uh, and pulled him to the ground. And you're not allowed to forcibly hit the you know the the, the below the knee on the quarterback. You're also not supposed to hit late. It could have been either of those right. for a roughing the passer penalty, and and Hill got a uh, a big negative grade on that for huh. giving up a quarterback hit there, which was interesting. I thought it was a very good block. Uh, so yeah. anyway, I think yeah. he's played really well. Uh, I think he's run well. I think he's um, you know caught the ball well and and a solid run after the catch. Um, you know I think he's looked energized for sure, and we know he's is a huge special teams contributor. So um, you know I think he is. Uh, making his um, play for the fourth running back spot pretty solid. So, yeah, and I, I think that's the last thing you said is a very key component. Is they've got to figure out who among their players are, is really going to help them on special teams, and and it's it's not really obvious. They're drawing from their safety group, but then I don't know if they're really going to be able to have five safeties active every week. They might, but uh, because they you know a lot of their contribution is there. Uh, they may run some four safety packages, so so you at least got to have four every week. But don't know if you're going to have five, and and uh, and that makes you know a player like Jefferson, uh, who well the last two guys in the safety group are Jefferson and Stone. Let's start with that, and those are the two most valuable special teams guys, arguably. They've also been using Hamilton mm-hmm. um, on special teams uh, on the wing on punt returns, but uh, the the place they haven't found their guys yet is at Gunner. And I, I think it's probably Hill and Wallace are the two guys. And, and you know, for that reason, I think Hill is probably a good bet for the number three running back to start the season. Uh, actually, I guess he'd be the number four running back, wouldn't he, if he made the team? Yeah, probably. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and Beatty, uh, in season, do you see him being the guy who gets the third most playing time? Or do you see him as being a guy who has every opportunity to bypass Davis for playing time where, while we assume Dobbins is still the, the number one back? You know, that's a really, a really tough one to me. I, I haven't been overly impressed by, by Davis, to be honest with you. Um, I think, you know, some people have been you know, uh, have, have liked his running style and, and kind of um, complimenting Dobbins, you know, like Edwards does, you know, the, the thunder lightning approach. Uh, and I don't think Beatty can do that. So uh, I think having Beatty and Dobbins being your one and two kind of is a little repetitive. So um, in, unless you're, unless Beatty is in there more as a, to give Dobbins breaks uh, as he eases back into full, uh, full load, uh, I really think it's going to be Dobbins and, and Davis and then Dobbins and, and Edwards, um, you know, once he gets back. So I, I think Beatty's going to be a, a third down guy um, competing with third down with Hill. Um, and then really kind of just um, I, I don't think he's going to see too much, to be honest with you. I think he's going to be there 
if needed, but I, I, I don't think he'll be um, a top guy for the first two downs. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a real valuable uh, valid point, I think. And and Beatty, you know, as a guy who maybe could revitalize the screen game, probably more so than Dobbins in terms of his field vision and elusiveness, and uh, has the same kind of nice low center of gravity you, you you probably like in terms of breaking tackles and being powerfully running through tackles. But the act, you know, the the addition of Linderbaum should really help the Ravens in terms of their ability to get out in front of some screen passes where they couldn't before. And I, I, what I wanted to see this preseason out of Beatty was a, 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 just a flawless pass-blocking um, set of efforts. And he hasn't had that many total chances, but I haven't really been impressed with it, honestly. Yeah, he had the highlight one um, with the deep pass to Webb, I think it was, mm-hmm. but uh, where he picked it up across the pocket, which really yes. nice play all around, called the, called the audible on the, I think the hot, hot route. Um, when the cornerback was blitzing, picked picked him up with uh, you know with with Beatty, real nice play all around. But other than that, you know, I'm not sure that he's been involved in too much protection. Um, it really, they haven't. I, I'm surprised they haven't asked him to do more in order to show it. But um, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we uh, he hasn't ruled himself out for that third down situation. And you can't have Dobbins play every play. And if Dobbins right. is going to be valuable on first and second down, then it's nice to have a third down back. It's a kind of a natural relief pattern you you get. Uh, so anyway, we'll see how that goes. There's obviously lots of opportunities to switch backs there, and it, there may be a guy who gets significant playing time on this on this ro- uh, that's not on this roster right now. I'm going to ask you the tough actuarial question here. I don't know if it's that actuarial question, a prediction question. What is your over-under on carries for Gus Edwards this season? Oh, man. It's uh, very difficult. Got to be a gambler see. on this. So <laughs> okay, make, make this number four. like you're going you're gonna to allow me to bet at 11 to make 10 up to $100 <laughs> in either direction. So you uh, really mean it. <laughs> I'm always terrible at these, but I'll give it a try. Um... What a regular game would be like t- ten to fifteen when you uh, when you're splitting with two of them. Yeah, let's let's look at how many Gus Edwards had last year because that certainly is a good place well, to start. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, right. In 2020, he had 144 rushes, 133 the year before, 137 the year before that in 11, 16, 16 games. So he averaged nine rushes per game in 20. So I'll go with a hundred. Okay, I am definitely on the under for that. Under, all right. I would say I'd put it more like sixty. Because I, I, yeah, I'm not sure that he doesn't miss more than eight weeks, but I think he's going to miss about half a season. Uh, I, I don't see him as coming back in week five and right away ready to go. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting because I think that even when he does come back, weeks, right? So that you have seventeen that as weeks. Well. So. Got a little bit of a ramp up period, mm-hmm. you know that, that that you might see, but uh, I think I think I would put it there. And then uh, you know, there's always, of course, the risk on the back end that he gets injured again, so you can't yeah. project a full season out of anybody. And even though he's been, you know, about the most consistent back you can imagine. Yeah, I think about ten games, and then then yeah, maybe slower to start, and then a full package later on, so maybe eight. So I still think like eighty to a hundred is where I would okay. I would get. So. All right. I'm not taking any action from you on that anyway. Uh, at quarterback, 
uh, if we want to talk about that. The big thing that I've kind of been questioning is whether or not the Ravens should consider a trade of Tyler Huntley. Where are you on that? Um, I think it all depends on the value. But, you know, if it's a second, I asked, um, uh, man, I'm blanking on the guy's name. The uh, um, One of the guys from The Athletic, he, he had he had tweeted about it and, and said, um, you know. Treeback? No, no, no. Uh, from a different team. Uh, he was saying that similar to Garoppolo, you know, the the value was a second for a, a promising backup quarterback. So a second, that would be a no-brainer to me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, a, you know, a, a third, I would probably still go ahead. Um, you know, fourth, probably not. You know, I think I think probably a third. And I think it also depends on how bad the team is, right? Because a, a thir- an end of the third is very different than a beginning of the third, right? So, yep. Um, uh, but but presumably it'd be a pretty bad team. So I, I think I would pr- go ahead and, and make the trade. Um, I think a backup QB is valuable to a certain degree, but you're not going to go very far with a backup QB, either one of them, uh, in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Huntley's look good, but I don't think he's going to win us playoff games and take us to the Super Bowl or anything like that. So... Um, if, if Lamar was out for any extended period of time, I think Brown has shown that he is good enough. I think he's serviceable. I think you'd also think about getting a veteran back up too, if you wanted Mm -hmm. to. Um, and I don't think the drop off from Huntley to one of those guys is that significant that I would pass up on a, um, a valuable asset of a draft pick. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think a third round pick is exactly where I had it pegged. And and my and you said the same thing about early third round, late third round. So I, I'm just going to say if it's a pick between 70 and 90, as I projected at the time of the trade, mm-hmm. then I think that's plenty to, to pull the trigger. And just folks out there, since 2018, the Ravens picks between 70 and 90, and they've had quite a few here. Uh, in 2018, Andrews was at 86, Orlando Brown at 83. We know that was a great draft. That's all right. Jalen Ferguson in the third round in 2019 at number 85. Uh, Justin Matabike in the third round at number 71. Uh, Ben Cleveland was 94, so he doesn't quite make it. And then Travis Jones in 2022 is number 76. That's an awful lot of potential contribution if you get a player that's anywhere near one of those. And obviously that's an above average set. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to claim that they're going to get that in any. But I think the other thing is you, you pick up two years of service time. You also do give up a, a potential comp pick value, and quarterbacks can be significantly overpaid. So you might get a lot of, of, of comp pick value that you give up, but that's far down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. I, I just kind of always believe in resetting the clock if you've got a player that you don't think there's a lot of difference in. Right, and I don't think there's that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I think they're close enough, so. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. The interior defensive line, uh, maybe you take us through it in terms of who you don't think will play. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think Campbell, obviously out. Pierce, I think, will be out. Um, uh, Matabuke will be out. Uh, Travis Jones will be out. Uh, so then I think I think that's the ones that I think will be out. Um, I, my guess is Washington and Urban will play a small amount, maybe, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think they'll play something. 
Uh, and then you got the young guys that are just going to play it all. I think you've got, you know, uh, Cleo McKenzie will play some. Has he been playing some D-line? No, 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 no the defensive okay. line. So that's interesting. Maybe they just will. Just a line. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but you got Aaron Crawford and Isaiah Mack. They're going to be the the lion share of um, of the snaps, I think. And then Rashad Nichols is the other guy that'll, uh, the young guy that'll get a bunch of snaps. So really not very much depth. Um, uh for this game i think those guys will be that's why i think washington and Irvin will, will play some um because i think it'll just be a depth issue otherwise mm-hmm. so see matt bk washington and urban have already gotten the early exit treatment all three of them mm-hmm. uh in the first couple of games urban i think might have played three series both games in the first game played like one play per series uh but i mean they're they're convinced they want him instead of wolf and he's looked when he's looked when he's been on the field, he's looked very good. He had a, I, I, another one where I, I think is a kind of an overweight from PFF is missed tackles. And Urban on, in the first game broke into the backfield, disrupted the play, turned the running back 90 degrees. That allowed Harrison to catch up to the play, knock the ball loose, and also gave time for three Ravens to go jump on the football to, to recover the fumble. Right. And that was somehow a big negative play for Urban because he had a terrible grade for the game. So it's, yeah. I, I think he's done exactly what the team has wanted. Yeah, so you think um, you think he'll be the sixty line, and they'll keep all six. Handshake deal for him, first okay. of all, I guarantee yeah. on that. Yeah. So uh, I think well, I he. Guess Travis Jones will probably. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Travis Jones could could most likely be headed to IR. So that means you're only keeping four anyway defensive linemen to start with, which is what I think they might do. Uh, they could keep Mac as well. Because they have to, they have to let Mac go through the waiver process. They could also keep Crawford. So whichever one they like more, like Crawford has the service time value. Uh, Mac is in his fourth year, but he he just had a nine pressure contribution game yeah. that I can't look past. I just I'm, I I would have said no way Crawford over Mac, you know, starting the season, starting the preseason. But that game he he was just man among boys. Yeah. So five, you mean so five plus Jones, right? So you got Campbell, Pierce, Metabuke, Washington, mm-hmm. and Irvin. So those five, plus Jones to get to IR, probably because of Urban's handshake deal or whatever. Right, Urban's not <laughs> yeah. going to make the fifty-three, right. yeah. but he will be on the on the week one roster. Yep. So yeah. Jones will be, and then Urban won't be, uh, and then maybe you sneak one of those young guys on uh, temporary while uh, Travis Jones is um is yeah. on uh, on IR. Um, yeah, I don't think either of those guys makes the to the practice squad. I think you yeah. maybe see if there's a market out there, but I think they probably already maybe did. I think this last week is really when you look at markets. Um, Mac is the guy is a fourth year player, very very often traded, and you know it's often a if if you can make the trade, you you make a seven for a seven at corresponding complementary uh, places of need. But more than likely, you just can't trade a conditional seven yeah. for for that. In Mac's case, you know I don't know. It could be a conditional six with a seven guaranteed, and then. You know, a conditional conditional sixth. Yeah, I'll just say. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, a possibility. For, six for seven exchange too. That's often one that we see. That could so, be. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we've covered then that uh, outside linebacker extremely thin. Uh, I cannot see Justin Houston getting into this game or Tyus Bowser. Uh, Oway, if they play him, they're freaking crazy. They've they've already, in my opinion, played him far too many snaps in these first two games. He's played about fifteen, I think, between the two games. Yeah, I, and why? It it just makes mm-hmm. no sense. Um, the the first one, I think it was one snap. That makes literally no mm-hmm. sense. Um, 
and it's just it seems odd. So I, I I hope he's out for sure. Um, but that leaves him pretty short-handed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ajabo appears to be headed to NFI to start the season. I don't I don't know the rules for that for sure. If they have it can bring him back any time, or if they have to wait four weeks, if they have to, yeah, I don't know the rules. But I do I do know that. He can come back from NFI and play when the Ravens need him. And it may even be a case where they can move some cap from 23 to 22 if there's an end-of-year accounting adjustment. And you're the one—this was your notion originally, was that if you decide to pay a guy who's on NFI, that it might be a— uh, you know, a, 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 an accounting adjustment gets made at the end of the year as opposed to hitting this year's cap. Right. Yeah, so I think— that would be kind of a yeah one of those adjustments at the end of the year going into to next year's um, based off of what playing time he ends up with and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, he's not going to show up. Um, so that really leaves us with what Hayes. And he was out. Hayes was out of practice today. He got oh, hurt. Really? Yeah, so that's not good. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Steven Means he's been playing a ton of snaps. I mm-hmm. think he'll probably continue to based off of need. Uh, though I'm I don't. I wouldn't want him to uh, because I think he's going to make the roster based off of sheer need. Um, and then we've got Moon and uh, and Wiley, and I think both of them are going to play a ton as well. Um, you know, the situation with Wiley is pretty crazy, where they were all but ready to cut him, and then he ended up bringing him back in, and um, because of uh, the injury to Harris. And uh, then he what, made two sacks at the end of the game last week. So that's kind of fun. Um, you know, so I think it's a great opportunity for Moon and Wiley to just go out there and, and see what they got. But um, and see if they can get on the practice squad. I don't think I don't know that either of them right now has shown enough, but uh, but maybe so. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the Ravens, that's a position where the Ravens definitely could go out to the trade market. What really has me concerned right now, and this is particularly true with the Hayes injury, depending on you know how serious that ends up being, is they don't really have anybody at all at uh, Sam linebacker to start the season, unless they're going to move away, play him opposite Houston, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and have him play a Sam linebacker role. But on the other hand, this may be just the kick in the ass they need to get their inside linebackers off the field. If you don't have an outside linebacker who can drop to cover a tight end, then you better have guys at inside linebacker who can do it. And this could be just a kick in the ass they need to, to you know, go with Jefferson and, and Clark, say, at that diamond quarter position to replace those inside linebackers on third down. Yeah, luckily there's some interesting pieces with them that can kind of we can get creative with if we need to for a couple of weeks. Um, again, with Bowser... It's hopeful that he'll be back early, mm-hmm. over, you know, um, since they didn't put him on Pup. Again, that could be, like you were saying with Stanley, some some gamesmanship. But, um, uh, but you know, I'm still hopeful that uh, that he'll be able to make it back early in, in this season. We'll see. So. Okay. And I'm hopeful for early in the season, too. I just want to say I'm guardedly optimistic. <laughs> I'm a natural worry wart, you yeah. know, and, and looking at what's going on, yeah, they they leaned on Bowser for snaps last year. Sure, yep, and, tons. And and so I if if they all of a sudden don't have him, and they all of a sudden don't have the guy who missed the whole season after you know only four snaps uh, in Hayes, I'm just it's gut punch and shiv to the belly. It feels like okay. the, the, on consecutive hits there. Yeah, I I would not be surprised um, to see them 
active with the outside linebackers before week one to add someone. Um, You know, they had JPP in. Uh, I think he's still out there, though he doesn't really help with the Sam role, I don't Mm -hmm. believe. Um, You know, so, but my guess is that there will be some veteran cuts. So um, I I wouldn't be surprised if if they um, kick some tires um, between now and, and week one. Good chance, good chance. Vince Beagle, I think, is is another guy I keep mentioning, but uh, people do not realize how significant a loss that was because they really brought him in to be a backup Sam, and that's exactly what this team needs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a guy who maybe could play could play a few weeks, which he did in Miami in 2019. Um, he, he would probably have been a guy who could have fit this role, and now they're looking at adding a rush linebacker in Means, who is more of a a uh, run defender, I would say, than a than a pass guy. Yeah, a huge loss with with Beagle for sure. Uh, how about inside linebacker? How, how do you see it? Uh, let's see. So Queen, he won't play. Bynes won't play, um, and and the rest I think will get a. I would imagine we'll get a a solid dose of all four of them with uh, Harrison, uh, Welch, Ross, and uh, McLean. Um, probably in that order, maybe. Uh, maybe Ross yep. will jump Welch, but I'm not sure. Um, uh, but I think uh, I think all of them are, are still playing, fighting. Uh, probably not McLean, but the other three are fighting probably for for two spots, is my guess. Um, maybe we go with five inside linebackers, but um, for but that'd be more special teams related um, mm-hmm. than than anything else. Uh, I think today. Um, McDonald had some glowing things to say about Ross on the um, his interview. Ross has been playing lights out, uh, showing some real uh, coverage chops, which is nice to see. Um, Harrison has been playing really well, and uh, and I think Welch has been playing fine. I, I don't think he's been playing as well as the other two, but I don't think he's been playing poorly. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right where you are, and I think the only decision I think they keep four inside linebackers. I was kind of hoping they might find a way to get three, keep three, put two on the practice squad, play the alternating game call up thing for special teams, and then and then move on. But with Welch and Ross, there's probably too much of a chance one of those two would get taken if dropped after what uh, Welch has done in previous seasons and Ross has done this, but it comes down to service time again for me. This is a chance to reset the clock by two years. Uh, You hope that Ross can come on the field and do some of the things that Welch has done on special teams, and I think he probably can do more defensively for you in terms of his ability to, to cover. And I think you have your backup, Mike or Sam, in Harrison, which is that's the big thing I've gotten out of him this year. First of all, regain the coach's trust, get on the field. Seems to have some moxie with these riddles he's, you know, doing in terms of things. <laughs> yep. all, all that's you know a good comfort zone kind of thing. But, but most importantly, that uh, it looks like he could play either position as the backup if if need arises. Yeah, I think he's uh, you know made some really great plays, uh, some negative plays, but uh, but but pretty solid um, overall, and um, and definitely shown that he can be a solid backup. Um, Yes. Yeah, I think I think Ross will um, take the fourth spot, but it, the special teams thing always just uh, you know mm-hmm. it, it can <laughs> that that can make it really tough with the with the the, the edge uh, decisions. So, 
All right. Uh, cornerback, a really complicated position for the Ravens because they haven't had any of their good cornerbacks basically on the field for any appreciable amount of time, with the exception of Peppy Williams, who is now hurt. So he missed practice today. Uh, Armour Davis has not yet seen the field. And you mentioned him up front as a guy you really hope gets some, to get some time. Yeah, you know, he he was a guy I was excited for. You know, I think he was a guy that uh, everyone talked about with the draft, you know, had a lot of physical traits and, um, but, you know, needed, I think he was injured one year in college, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. you know, so he just needed to get out there and get some reps and, and get some uh, development. Uh, you know, he has the potential, but not the, uh, you know, he hasn't, developed all of the necessary skills yet so these reps again just like uh you know with Falele, you know it, they're they're gold and he needed mm-hmm. he really missed a lot not being out there i think um so if he's able to get out there i think that's great see what he has see where he ranks in the in the order but um uh but otherwise you know i think he'll come in late in games uh sort of deal um mm-hmm. you know if, if they're ahead uh, get him some live reps then. I think that's a, a, an opportunity for him um, during the season. But uh, but I think, unfortunately, he's missed quite a bit. Yeah, they, they did a fair amount of that with um, Anthony Averitt. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good way to move him up to more and more playing time. And unfortunately, it didn't work out the way the Ravens would have hoped with Averitt really cashing in on a big contract and getting a comp pick or, or possibly re-signing with the Ravens on a, you know, a team-friendly deal that, that could have been negotiated after the third year. Uh, it, it didn't work out, unfortunately, for them, but, uh, but it's a good model. That doesn't make the model bad. I like the model of getting the guy 65 snaps as a rookie, which is what Averitt had, and then move up from there uh, with more snaps every year. Yep. What about Fuller? Now, we saw his first live fire in the second game, which is, for starters, unusual. Got a 14-snap got a trial. Made two plays on the football, which is good. I want to see that from Kyle Fuller because I don't think he can help you if, he's, if he doesn't look into the backfield, see the football, play the football. Yeah, he, really weird that he didn't play in the beginning and then played in week two. Um, I, uh, I think it comes down to... Injuries. Uh, I think if JD and Pepe are out, then Fuller may have to play a little bit by default. But my guess is, if the other guys are there, he's not playing uh, just yeah. because of veteran status. So, right. and I, I, you know, I, I don't, he's not in the same category as Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith was a much better cornerback at this point in his career, and and when he started to get the three million dollar a year contract mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of extend his career each year. Uh, he's he's just a much better player than than Fuller is right now, in my opinion. Uh, but Fuller, he got that same kind of bubble wrap treatment. Fuller, I, I probably would give it to him this year because the salary is guaranteed. He's going to be around during the regular season. You've already paid for that. You, you're, I don't think you're going to learn anything new about Kyle Fuller or get anything from him in terms of of reps in this in this uh, last game. So I think you probably go ahead and sit him. Uh, the Ravens have five guys they can try and get through the game with because obviously you're not going to play Peters and Humphrey. Pepe, I don't believe is going to play based on the injury. Armour Davis, I believe is not going to play, but, but if he did, that'd be great. Yep. Um, and that leaves them with five guys, Seymour, Vereen, Worley, Washington, and Stevens. Yep. And they have at least two guys in that group who really need live fire. And I'm talking specifically about Washington and Stevens who are likely to be making the team 
And there was actually questions about where they would play. Yeah, I think uh, Stevens is another guy that just needs reps. You know, he's been, <laughs> uh, you know, changing positions at, <laughs> constantly. I think uh, they're they're kind of settling in. I think in on the outside corner with him, mm-hmm. and I think he's he's looked pretty good. I thought um, some up and down, but I think. Uh, a lot of it is just reps, you know, like on that, that uh, pass interference play, he was there. He just left, in my opinion, he left his feet too early and got, um, you know, he was out of control at that point. So just has to learn to trust himself a little bit more um, and just kind of trust his technique. And, and you get that by pra- by practicing. So um, I, I think he uh, could, I think, I hope he plays a lot outside and I think he will. So. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me that when they, they went to this three safety package five times in the first half, and it was interesting that they, they made two adjustments to do it. They took Tony Jefferson off the field, replaced him with Stone on the back end, and they moved Brandon Stevens in. So all of a sudden, Brandon Stevens had been outside corner, speaking to your point about, you know, they're still not letting him play one position. Then they moved him, you know, into the A gap to threaten a blitz. <laughs> he doesn't get much different, more different right. than that. And then, you know, dropping to, to play that dimeback role. Uh, I, I just... I think they gotta at some point just say, you know, we want we want to see what you got this entire game at outside corner, and it's a great game for live fire because whatever quarterbacks he's going to be facing, they aren't guys who are going to be right on the money. These receivers, they, there's going to be a lot of uh, bend but not break nature to to how he can get beat a little and still probably not get beat. Yep, yeah, definitely going to be able to make up for for any missteps. You know, with with his speed, he, he's a quick guy, mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know, I don't think these are going to be burners with really crisp moves on the outside. Yeah. And, uh, you know, likely the pass is a little bit off. So like you said, you know, he can make up some ground if he, if he misses steps. So, you know, I, I hope he gets a lot of reps and I think he will. Um, you know, so I, I think he'll, he'll get a bunch. I think Seymour and Worley get, Worley get a bunch. I think Vereen will get plenty of reps as well. Um, and then uh, Washington. Uh, probably a bunch of uh, of of slot corner uh, reps. Uh, I think he did play some outside at the end there, but um, but I guess they were just going man to man, and it was just kind of chaos at the end of the game there. So uh, hard to take too much from his role there. So yeah, he uh, he was he played some safety also. They played you know three corners and one safety, which tells me that Washington is is. You know who's who be one of the three corners is really playing safety and he's playing over an inside receiver. Yep. Uh, so the, I, I think the obvious, not the obvious thing, maybe, but Washington's future is not at safety on this team right now. It just does not appear that's the case. It might be two years down the road, but that's not what we worry about right now. What we really need to worry about right now is if Pepe Williams can't go in Week One and Ardarius Washington has to be the slot corner. He better get an entire game at slot corner right now. Yeah. Yeah, see if he can do it. I, I still wouldn't be surprised, and I think we're both on the same, uh, you know, same level on this one. Is that Humphrey should stay outside? But I don't know that everyone on the team agrees with that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pepe is out, if the play is to put Humphrey inside and and bring in one of your uh, guys for outside corner like um, Fuller, Fuller or Stevens. So. Um, so I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's the play. So, but we'll see. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm not crazy about that. <laughs> Just at least, uh, if, if they if they really signed Fuller to be their a starting cornerback for the salary they did, um, 
it's it's it, it's a it, the salary he took is a realization of the skills he's lost. In fact, I thought it was overpaying for for who he is at this point in his career. It's, it was more like you're paying for his last contract than paying for his for his next one. Uh, but but anyway, if 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 you can't end up with a better third cornerback than Fuller, that's a that's a big problem. And I know they probably hope that both Armour Davis and Pepe, at least one of them would be ready and both or both would be ready and one of them would beat out Fuller. Um, but I still probably would go with Washington at slot corner and let and let Fuller sit to start the season. So I in on my roster, I'm not even sure Washington even makes the team. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really hard. Um, that's keeping 12 defensive backs is a lot. So, uh, you know, we, we've talked about a number of other players. Maybe maybe you lose one of those inside linebackers that, that I have and, and get the 12th guy. But I think it's going to be hard for sure. And, it's 50. Oh. Remember, it's 58 or 59. It's not yep. 53. Right. Okay. But so, so he, he probably has to get on the team by a handshake deal. And the only way he makes it is if there's an injury at corner. But unfortunately, they have a fair number of injuries at corner they're dealing with right now. Yeah. Uh, Peters is not back on the field yet. Williams is not practicing right now. And Armour Davis, we don't know where he is in this process. That's true. So yep. any one of those one IR. Yep. could end up being a four-week guy. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would have I would have basically said the same thing though, and and I almost would have said that Stevens was in the same position, but the Ravens had a lot of loyalty to where they drafted a guy, mm-hmm. so Stevens could be ahead of Washington for that purpose, even if you didn't really uh, uh, think you were necessarily the better football player. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, I think Seymour has played well. I think he likely is going to be one of those uh, veteran practice squad guys, uh, and. Mm-hmm. I think you've talked about it on a number of your shows, you know, talking about, you know, where he is in his career. This is a comfortable spot for him where he'll get some chance to play in the games and, you know, know where he's the next man up, um, kind of just based off of what he's shown so far. So, yep. yeah, he certainly they treated him like a number one cornerback last year when he really was the Ravens number one cornerback at the end of the year. <laughs> it's, it's they could they very well could end up with him again playing a role this year and he gives them something on special teams that's the other thing although i wish he hadn't down that punt at the three yard line in the last game that kind of drives me nuts in terms of not really trying to play the role on a ball that's barely moving to get it a little bit closer yeah and yeah. get a little bit closer because I, I i don't i can't verify they just get, this they get so excited they're just yes. they they're so happy when they get downed on the three you could tell they were just yeah. jumping around and they didn't even click that they're like oh we could have gotten two more yards if you just took a breath and, but and those two yards might be really important sure. in terms of 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 how that influences play call and whatnot but you can see Geno stone came up with him and it was a pat on the head which to me means yeah good play good play next but. time let it keep rolling <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. yep. Yep. Uh, yep. all right uh how about safety yeah i think safety um williams and clark they'll be out um i think uh hamilton is the interesting one um we'll get to in a second and then i think uh stone will play a ton i think Mm -hmm. and then jefferson i don't think he played a lot did he Um, yeah he's played a fair amount both weeks let me go get his uh get his snaps here while you're i think they're gonna have to i think hamilton stone and jefferson are just gonna have to play because they've Mm -hmm. only got three you know they may put stevens in some they may put washington in some uh just to kind of break up the, the the snaps um, 
you know, I think there's some discussion whether Hamilton should be. I think he should. I think he should get a decent number of reps. I think it's a pretty safe position, knock on wood, to play. Um, you know, it's not like interior defensive line or O line where you got bodies everywhere. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I think live reps for him are huge as well. Just getting up to you know NFL caliber players around him and, and kind of maximizing his skill set and everything like that. I think it's I think they are um, invaluable as well. So, all right, I, I maybe. You could do some specialized uh, things with with Hamilton that would get him on the field and probably get him in less uh, high contact situations. That's something something I would say about you know like Jalen Armour Davis. If he plays, one of the things, and this is certainly true of Fuller, he wouldn't even need to be told this. Don't go near the pile on a run right. play. Yep. Yeah, uh, and they, they they certainly told folks that in the in the past a good amount. If uh, Jefferson snaps twenty four in the first game, thirty two in the second, so he's played oh, a fair pretty amount. good amount. Yep. Yeah, it'll be interesting with Hamilton whether he plays special teams in this week, though. Mm-hmm. He, he's been playing a good amount, I think, um, and some pretty uh, pretty high-contact roles, I think. I think he's been playing um, one of the in, inside guys on the kickoff, I believe, like the four or five, like a five even, I think, spot. Um, you know, so I would imagine that's a pretty high-contact spot. Uh, I. I might lean away from having him play special teams uh, in week three. So, yeah, that's one of the things we could see in week three is they're going to just call off all pooching and punt the yep. ball out of bounds out just of about bounds. every time. Yeah, yep, yep. that you, would make sense. Yeah, you you don't Stout to my mind has nothing left to prove. I do. I I, I did question whether or not he's losing some hang time to his three by two kickoff approach. So they, they didn't cover well in this last game. Some of that clearly is coverage problems, but the, the the other part of it may have just been the trajectory on the football. You can't really tell from TV how long right. it's hanging up there unless you do the clicks method. Yeah, he's uh, it's it's been kind of fun to watch him not only be dominant in the the punting, but uh, also get out there for some extra points and for kickoffs and things like that. So it was always kind of a question. Because normally they add, you know, extra special teams guys so that they can rotate. So this year it's been interesting with only three guys um, to, uh, to to see Tucker still get, get some breaks and, and Stout go out there. And mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, you know, they weren't going to have Cook do that. Um, you know, so it makes sense with the young guy. Go ahead and get out there and get practice doing everything. So, yeah. Great stuff. Uh, any, well, I, I don't know that it's even meaningful to say because I don't really care about the win streak at this point. I, I probably will when I'm watching this game. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll want them to win, but uh, but I don't really care about the win streak. If, if if you could tell me right now that they wouldn't have any injuries, I'll take that and, and, and they lose the game. That, yeah, that, 100%. That, that, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Always great talking football with you, Dan. We're going to get a chance to do a, a fair amount more this season with a with a weekly show by the numbers. Looking forward to that. But tell folks where they can talk football with you. Yeah, reach out on uh, on Twitter. It's DP Reese. Uh, so and then the number eight. So D P R E E S and the number eight at Twitter. Just uh, you know, always uh, always looking for some good con- conversation out there. You know, periodically throw out some charts and and uh, stats and everything and always kind of retweeting any of the analytics that come up, especially if they're Ravens related. So, uh, you know, happy to talk anything, anything Ravens and, um, you know, just, just hit me up if you got any comments or questions. All right. Outstanding stuff. Dan is a really good follow. I, 
I can't even stress that enough. So folks, if you're out there and you're not following uh, Dan, make sure you do that. It's a simple thing to do. You get one other guy in your in your in your list, and and I guarantee you get lots of Ravens content and lots of very interesting thought about what's going on in the Ravens organization. So I highly recommend that. Other folks out there, if you're if you're looking to be on a film study short, hit me up with a DM on Twitter. They're always open. I'll get back to you very quickly. You know the rules on what kind of content I'd like to hear. Uh, one other thing I'm asking of of people this preseason, uh, it would help if we had a few more real positive reviews. And if you're listening for an hour and 16 minutes here so far, uh, you're one of our very loyal fans. Take three minutes, if you would, go out and write a 20, 20 word review uh, about the show on whatever platform you listen. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Dan, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ken. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.